Welcome in to Campo and Joe. Anybody tuning in on Facebook Live, we certainly appreciate it. You know, we love when you're looking up at Facebook, you get a notification that we're coming on and you stick around with us. We like to talk football. If you're part of our 1010XL podcast network or wherever you find us, we appreciate it. Coach, you're looking good. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. And and uh, it's a beautiful day out there today. And that's exciting. Yeah. I'm telling you what, great weather. We've been treated to great weather. Oh, yeah. Now, you can catch Coach with us at least twice a week on XL Primetime. I'm on there Monday through Friday, noon to 3. Appreciate everybody listening to all the things that we throw out on 1010XL. We are going to talk Jaguar football, but I've got to start out with you going to spring training and seeing a Yankees game. This is this is where you 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 go back to your Connecticut days, okay? You grew up as a Yankees fan. I did. And you know, you have to understand, I, you know, uh, I'm all New York uh-huh. until I went to the Cowboys. You know, I was a Giants fan until I went to the Cowboys and my dog is named Tiki Barber. So nice. Uh, but I've been a Yankee fan, uh, and and you know what? I root, root for the team that I'm where I'm at. I mm-hmm. mean, I I rooted for the Rangers when I was in Texas, and right. I root uh, for the obviously for the Jaguars now sure. that I'm here, yeah, especially. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was exciting. Uh, I know Aaron Boone. You know, we've had an opportunity mm-hmm. to to spend some time together, and I I saw him and had a, a good conversation. My son Tommy went with me, one of my boys. Mm-hmm. He got a chance to meet Aaron. Aaron was really. Uh, good and and we saw two really good games. Judge three for three in the game he played and two home runs and and uh, uh, we saw plenty of action. It's seven to four and eleven to oh, seven. That's nice. So what, Aaron Judge, what a massive human being! I, I'll tell you what, there were two guys that really impressed me, and and I hadn't been to a Yankee game mm-hmm. since uh, Aaron was there. That's right. you know I don't go up to New York that much. Mm-hmm. Watching it on TV doesn't do any justice. Right, uh, but Aaron. Unbelievable size oh and physicalness God. and and power, yeah. right? But in about the fourth inning, which I'm not used to seeing this guy in the fourth inning, mm-hmm. Araldus Chapman was mm-hmm. on the mile for the Yankees in that the is, second you can do game. That in spring training, yeah. And I didn't. I just saw the big guy out there, and I said to my son Tommy, "I said, man, that guy is huge because I'm used to seeing Araldus in the ninth inning, yeah. tenth inning, yeah, whatever." You talk about one massive human being. Really big. He, I mean, I was shocked. And then uh, Tommy said, "That's Araldus Chapman." I looked and I said, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> you know, facing that guy at a hundred miles oh an hour. Oh my gosh! You know, it's it's a yeah. uh, it's a chore, and he hides his pitches. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was it was fun to see him in person. I mean, it's just a the game is different when you're in person mm-hmm. than it is when you're watching it on TV. It's, it's cool to hear it, and we got to get to football. But you mentioned one thing: just being able to go to spring training. Because of everything that we went through from 2020 until this, you know, and, and heck, we didn't even know they were going to play baseball, coach. So there's been a lot that's happened in a short amount of time. Yeah, and I think that it's it's a little bit going to be a little bit of a problem because you know those minor league guys that are trying to make the ball club. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as a as a walk on almost coming mm-hmm. into the NFL right. and when you shorten the number of preseason games. It's true. Uh, and the same thing is going to happen in baseball. You know, they Limited have, opportunities. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the veteran guys, they're going to go with a veteran guy if there's any, if there's any question. Mm-hmm. All so, right. Now, let's talk about a few things that are going on right now in our NFL world. And really the biggest thing, we got to get to, you know, kind of maybe Jaguar-centric topics. Uh, but the NFL owners meetings are going on. And the biggest piece of news in the National Football League is if you get the football in overtime, I deserve a right to get the football in overtime. You may score a touchdown, but I'm still going to have a chance to match right. you. So they finally did this. And it does seem, when we get to this point, Coach, it seems like 
why did it take us so long? But before we deal with that, it's good that they did this rules change. Well, the thing is, I think that there's a number of things in play. Number one, uh, you know, as a defensive coach, I uh, there's going to be some people that say, well, it's a defensive coach's responsibility, mm-hmm. players to stop mm-hmm. them and right. get an opportunity to have the football. But when you're in two-minute situations, and really that's what it is, right. you know, you need to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense has an advantage because, you know, they're going to they're gonna do some things that they normally wouldn't do in those situations. Mm-hmm. You don't have as good a read on by down and distance what teams are going to do. So, uh, you know, that puts pressure on the defense. Right. Now, the other thing is, from an offensive standpoint, I really didn't think about it that much until that game this year with the Kansas City and, yeah. and Buffalo. Uh, you know, you got two quarterbacks that are that are really rolling, Gunslingers. and you didn't get to see the second one in that yeah. situation. And yet, both teams finished in the same spot in mm-hmm. the regular regular ball game. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, to me, is based on uh, the reason it's lasted this long is they don't want TV doesn't want long ball games. True, and, and they they would rather finish within that. Whatever it is, and I don't even know if it's, it's three hours and 15 minutes or whatever it is. That's it right there. You know, they want to finish then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've also heard you say in the past mm-hmm. that it's a safety issue as well, and that probably comes into play. You know, that's that's a hard-hitting operation for, you know, a, a, this, the 60-minute football yeah. game. Yeah. To add to it very long is tough. And the Players Association would argue, even though it is a small number of plays, they would argue the number of plays in one game, you it starts to exponentially get worse right. the more hits you take. And I can see that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's there. But to me, fans rule what happens in sport. You I know, agree. when it really comes down to it. Uh, you know, they want to see a conclusion that's fair. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what at least that happens with OT. Now, what the problem is going to be is the first time in a regular season uh, game, It let's say it's game number 17 or 18 mm-hmm. or, or, or week 17 or 18, right. if it keeps somebody from going to the playoffs because they're not do, using that rule mm-hmm. and somebody just goes down and scores a touchdown and the game's over, yeah. they'll end up changing that rule too because a number of fans will be upset with that situation. Yeah, you better it. believe it. You better Why believe are they it. doing it here? Why are they not doing it both places? And they already, the, the NFL, and, and they're not alone, but there are a lot of uh, sports organizations that move at a snail's pace. The NCAA would be at the top of the list when it comes to moving at a snail's pace. Right. But you're correct that if you're going to do this when we want to call the postseason where you're deciding on who the champion is, you can't ignore how teams play in the regular season to get to the tournament to decide who the champion is. And I think this rule changed going back to the mid-90s, mid to late 90s, might have been 96, 97, when they went from if you score that touchdown, you end the game in overtime. They did that because of Peyton Manning. And he was the star that was not given the opportunity to play. And they said, okay, well, if you we got to give both teams a shot at the football as long as one of them doesn't score a touchdown. Yeah. So that's the time from Peyton Manning, and I'll look it up, 96 or 97, until 2021 right? before they made the change. Yeah. And I believe in large part because the Players Association is saying, you know what, we're collecting money for our players. We don't need them in any more harm's way than necessary. Yeah, and and, and that's uh, – and I, I agree with you on mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. no question. 
but you know, I still come down to the the TV money being. Oh, you uh, are correct yeah. about that. <laughs> How important that there, is. To uh, uh, that is the the absolute number one end all. Right. They want to think about what they've done in the time since you've been. Uh, you were a head coach with the Dallas Cowboys, a longtime assistant in the NFL, including right here in Jacksonville. But just take your evolution of time from the mid-90s to the 2000s to the uh, 2010s. They went from a 1 o'clock, everyone had a 1 o'clock, and then there were a few 4 o'clocks. Yeah. Then it became a 1, a 105, and then a 4, a 405, a 415, a 425, because they want those games all spread out to give you, the viewer, the maximum. And believe amount. me, these these spring leagues that haven't made it, mm-hmm. uh, one of them's going to make it. Right. It might be this year with the the USFL coming back. Mm-hmm. Fans from from the end of football to when it starts again, they want to see more football, and so it. that that's where the money comes in. And and one of these t- leagues is probably going to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a complete off the subject, but it's still on the subject with the NFL and talking about seeing as much football as they possibly can. Amazon is taking Thursday night, and you and I haven't really talked about this, right? But they're going to pay Kirk Herbstreet a buku amount of bucks. He just re-upped with ESPN and College Game Day. He may haul in $25 million or more between the two gigs. And I think Al Michaels is going to make something in the neighborhood of $10 million, maybe $12 million a year to do that Thursday night game. Right. The amount of money that's out there in television is crazy. Well, I mean, and, and that's in everything. I right. mean, you know, in Inflation, it goes, it goes beyond what they say it's going to go. I mm-hmm. mean, when I was the uh, defensive coordinator at Kansas, mm-hmm. uh, I was the third highest paid assistant coach in college in football. In college football. Wow. Okay. That's pretty good. And that was in, in 2000. My last year was uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. Today, I wouldn't be in the top 50. It's Maybe. insane, you know, and and that's that's money. That's yeah. you know, and that comes from revenue, whether it's from uh, being at the game or mm-hmm. TV money, and 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 that's that's the the biggest uh, draw. And that TV money is the biggest of all of that. You're Absolutely. talking about if you look at a pie and you slice it up, that uh, uh, population inside the stadium pales in comparison, or money yes. that's being made from inside the stadium right. pales in comparison to the television. All right, so at the owners' meeting. They make the decision on the overtime rule, and as you said, and I think you're absolutely 100%, they're going to, depending on how it goes, they're going to start talking about that next, make it official during the regular season. Doug Peterson also talking at the owners' meetings, and so we're taking a little bit of everything that he has to say as much as we possibly can right now. Well, a couple things came out of it. He said, just because you're signing Cam Robinson to a franchise tag right now doesn't mean you're not going to look her line in the draft. He said it's all about protecting 16, taking care of Trevor Lawrence. They're still working on a long-term deal for Cam, but what is he telling us? Is he making us or making other NFL teams still think that they might be in the offensive line um, buying market or or they're thinking they may not be able to sign Cam to a long-term, long-term well, I, deal? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. I mean, I, I you know... He, they, the teams really don't want you to be 100% sure what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there might be somebody that just will give up the house to get up to that number one pick. So right. you don't, you know, it it looks obvious. 
and it may be obvious. So it's a little bit of uh, salesmanship, mm -hmm, sure. uh, you know, in, involved in it. But at the same time, he does have a, a, a very uh, strong feeling about the offensive trenches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the hardest position, one of the hardest, the quarterback's the hardest. Right, number one. But the, but the hardest, the next hardest, in my opinion, is finding a left tackle mm -hmm. that is, as, uh, you know, got the ability to be a, a Tony Boselli. Mm -hmm. You just don't find them out They're there. Rare. Yeah. There are a lot more athletes, for example, that can be a pass rusher, mm -hmm. which is a which is a very important aspect of the game. Right. Then there are big left tackles that can yeah, handle those guys that can run and rush the passer. Yeah. So, you know, inside he may be looking at it and saying, "Hey, uh, uh, you know, I I can see taking him, playing him at guard, and then just letting it go." Mm -hmm. I don't know that it means anything as far as the the long term deal. I think they're going to try. I think they think Cam is good enough to continue to progress mm -hmm. to be a long term guy. I think right. they're legitimately going to try to get the long term deal mm -hmm. with him. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the one thing by doing what they did allows them to open up more decisions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it opens up the playbook on the draft. Right. Uh, you know, if we'll, we'll live with them for a year. Uh, we'll see what happens, yeah. but we can we can now pick and choose what we're doing from I, there. I think the thing that really stinks the most for Jaguar fans out there, for the Jaguars for that matter, is that there aren't enough really shiny diamonds at the top of the draft. That's the right. unfortunate part. Really good player in Evan Neal. Maybe a good player in in Aiden Hutchinson, maybe a good player in Kayvon Thibodeau. We're seeing other guys move up, like the safety Kyle Hamilton. But is he worth a pick that high yeah. in the draft? And the wide receiver talk is it worth going? That's the only negative right now for them to attract somebody and maybe kind of double talk their way into getting someone to think they're right. going to do one thing instead of the right. other. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's a quarterback that that no. somebody's going to come up and get. You know, uh, not to get to that position. Mm -hmm. There may be some move in. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'll be surprised if there aren't four quarterbacks taken in the first round, okay. which helps us, yeah. the Jags, mm -hmm. you know, with that 30, uh, 33rd, 33rd pick. pick. Yeah. You know, uh, very seldom do you don't, you don't get three or four quarterbacks yeah. in that first round. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a different year. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, you know, I'd look at, Aiden Hutchison, and I would mm -hmm. say this is a safe, solid okay. first pick of the draft mm -hmm. because more so because of his effort and his relentlessness mm -hmm. and his short order ability, yeah. short order quickness, yeah. that type of thing. But he is probably not the best number one pick that mm -hmm. I've seen over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So like Just you're the, saying, yeah. this is not a top of the draft heavy. Yeah draft. There are a lot of guys down in there mm -hmm. that you could take it a little bit later mm -hmm. that have a lot of potential. I think it's almost like you've got a dozen players at the top that all look like an excellent number eight pick overall. Yeah. And that's a that's a good way to explain it. There's a bunch know? of them like and, that. And you know, I think you're gonna see even the receiver position, there's gonna be guys that are going to be outstanding mm -hmm. in the league in the in the twenty to 
mm-hmm. to 25, 26, 27 range. So, now, you know, that that's just the way this draft is. All right. Now, we're going to pl- we're going to spend plenty of time breaking these guys down, but we'll probably just keep bringing it up every week, just at least a little bit of this. But we have this discussion on XL Primetime. And Matt Hayes argues that they're going to go for the cleanest player. And and I I get what he's saying. You don't want to take risk when you do, when you shouldn't take risk. This team can't afford to lay another egg at the top. They have taken Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette. You can go all the way back to Justin Blackman uh, in the top five. I'm talking about. They've right. taken Blake Bortles. They've taken Dante Fowler. And so they have taken a lot of guys that either uh, you know carried some risk with them, but others just didn't pan out. And so he's saying, let's take the least risky guy. Right. I still maintain. You better take the most talented guy yeah. with the least risk. And I think uh, Peterson w- is in that mode. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's been in the league long enough to know that you got to, you know, take talent. Yeah. And and you know, if if I didn't think H- if if I didn't think Hutchison was worthy of the first pick, right. I would tell you yeah. that too. I think he's worthy okay. of a decision being made between two guys. Mm-hmm. To be that pick, it's okay. not like you're taking somebody that should be the eighth pick, okay, with the first pick. Yeah. And then I can't get away from the very obvious. Sometimes it is moto. You got to be master of the obvious. They tagged Cam. They signed Brandon Scherf. They've done some things to make sure their offensive line is okay. They spent a ton of money in the wide receiver market. They get a tight end on a one-year deal. They've done all these things. They have not done a dang thing for that defensive pass rush. They got Josh Allen sitting on one side. They know he's good, could be great, but they better get somebody on the other side. So I mean, it's simple, yeah. off-season math for me. And, and and my my looking at that pick, I I would not be surprised if they didn't go with him. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody else that they covet that okay. is the more Trevon talented, Walker. yeah, okay, okay. I'm talking about uh, maybe it's another position. Okay, uh, I, 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 that wouldn't surprise me, but I will be shocked. If they don't make that pick, okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's how I look at it, right? And now. I agree All with right. your what you said with yeah. what they've done to this point. So let's go one step further than that. You and I, we agree, we would be shocked if they don't make that pick. Would you be as shocked if they were to pick an offensive lineman instead of that? In other words, they could go in a few yeah, other directions. Yeah, yeah, no, I I would be surprised. Okay. Not shocked. Okay. I would be surprised. I yeah. mean, I'd be shocked, not surprised. Okay. Let me let me go back. Yeah. I would it would not surprise me if they took the tackle, the right. offensive tackle. But I don't think it's gonna right. happen. That's yeah. how I would look yeah. at it. Because they haven't answered the tackle question long term, but it doesn't right. mean they won't. Right. And I think what they're fighting with is they don't want to pay a guy that they view as above average, but not great right. in Cam Robinson, great money. I think that's what they I think that's what they're fighting off right now. Yeah, and I think that's where it's at. Yeah. And I think at this particular time they're going to they're going to try to get a long-term deal done, but it's probably not going to be what Cam might look at as mm-hmm. being what he's worth. Right. You know, and and th- th- listen, he may not I don't know that he would have gotten from what I've seen of him. Mm-hmm. I think he's okay, and I think he's still young to the point where he can improve. But he might not have gotten the sixteen point, whatever million he got in the market anywhere else right yeah. now. Yeah, the only thing he would have maybe gotten was security. Mm-hmm. Right, a little, a little more guaranteed money, a little more long term. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, security for some people is very important, and I think yeah. that that will be part of 
whether or not Cam decides to do a long-term deal if mm -hmm. they are trying to do it, which yeah. I believe they are. Okay. Yeah. I think they think enough of him mm -hmm. that they would do a long-term deal, but it's like you said, with the money situation, it's going right. to be relative to, yeah. to what they feel is, is the right number, and it may not be his number. Right, and they already, I don't know whether it's egg on their face or not, I don't mind that they went out and spent a bunch of money on Christian Kirk because there were only so many good pieces that they had to choose from, right. but they did something similar in paying Christian Kirk great wide receiver money for a good and potentially really good wide receiver. Yeah, and and I always look at it this way, you know, and I think I'm an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, I always took the longer contract mm -hmm. with the Cowboys, for mm -hmm. an example, mm -hmm. okay? Because the security was more important to me than the extra $50,000 or something, because you make your money when you move. Right. You know, you don't make it a lot of times when you with your own club. True. So I would take three-year contract where some of the guys that I know would gamble, mm -hmm. take the one-year contract and because mm -hmm. they have enough confidence that they're mm -hmm. going to get a better contract the next yeah. time around. It's a quote, and bet some on people yourself. would do that. Yeah, you know, bet so on whether or not they get the long-term contract, I think yeah. is par partially that. All right. So before we wrap up, tell me whether this is coach speak, whether this is saying all the right things at the right time, but just a couple of them. He said he would have liked to have keep, kept DJ Chark. And my interpretation is that they probably looked and said, what are we willing to offer? And and it probably wasn't going to be enough to keep him anyway. So he said he would have liked to have kept DJ Chark. What do you think he really meant when he was saying that? Well, I think, you know, I think initially when he looked at it and he looked at the other uh, free agent receivers that were out there, mm -hmm. he might have seen some positiveness, you know, with what he had done early. Uh, but he would have liked to have kept him means uh, it's it's doing two things. Mm -hmm. it, it, number one, it's it's saying that it's keeping things un, a little bit under the veil, behind right. the veil, right. you know, on what he's doing. But it's also telling your team that we do value our guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I you know I, to say that I'd like to have kept him that it's looks better yeah. than saying, hey, we don't. You know, we wanted to get rid of him from the very beginning. We yeah. think we've got two or three other guys that are better. Yeah. You know, it gives you the feeling that he's looking out for us, yeah. our guys. Yeah, I think that's a smart approach. It's a smart, I think you hit it on the head there. The other one is, is he's speaking positively about Travis Etienne maybe being available around OTA time, which would be the end of April, early May at the, at the latest, I would think, as far as the OTA schedule goes. Right. So he's excited about the possibility of getting him on the field. And also excited about James Robinson around training camp time. Right. Is he is he crossing his fingers and selling that idea, or does or do you believe when he says something like that, there's there's some realness to it? Oh, I think there's some realness to it, but I think he's crossing his fingers at yeah. the same time. You know, those were two significant injuries. You know, in today's medical world, if you know people are he he's not making that this uh, distinction on his own. He's right. talking to his medical people and. The people that have dealt with them mm -hmm. specifically, I don't know if it's uh, Jacksonville doctors or mm -hmm. I'm sure they got the best surgeons that they sure. could. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and so I think it's partially that, mm -hmm. you know, that, uh, that there's a comfortableness when you see other people that have responded, you know, 
positively from those injuries. And I think that's a combination of that. All right. Last one. Uh, Brandon Lender decides that he's going to retire. Uh, he was beaten up a little bit. He had multiple injuries. And if you go back over the last couple of years, we saw Shatley probably a little bit more than I think anyone would have expected. Right. And Shatley wasn't bad. He wasn't a liability. Right, exactly. So what did you think of Lender's decision and what will they do going forward? Is well, for, Shatley the man? Well, from what I understand, first of all, is that uh, I don't know that he had the option mm -hmm. to stay. Uh, I, you know, I, from you what I've heard, explain that just a little bit. Well, yeah. I, I think basically the meeting he had with the, with the organization mm -hmm. was, uh, we may have to release you. Uh, what do you, you want to do? You, you make a decision yeah. on, on how you want to do it. Right. That's a possibility. Sure. I, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from that standpoint, you know, he made the right decision. You mm -hmm. know, he goes out on the positiveness right. and, and. Going forward, he did miss 22 games over the last four years. Yeah. So I think in his mind, the injury situation on the organization side and his side probably mm -hmm. factored into the decision right. that this was the right time. So, uh, it, you know, I think it's, that's part of it. I think from a, I think they like Shatley. Mm -hmm. I, they made that decision very quickly with the notion that we may not get another guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think they felt comfortable with with that decision. Now, will they be looking for something? You know, that 33rd pick, you know, if could there's a, a center, center there, they very well could take a center there. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the things that you that they're making a decision on now. But the faster they get done, Chark is not here, mm -hmm. Linder's retired, you know, those kind of decisions we've we've franchised uh, Cam, right. Uh, I'm getting good vibes on the the ETN and and mm -hmm. and uh, Robinson. Mm -hmm. That just makes it it unclouds the picture on where they're going in the draft. Yeah. And so the faster that's done, the better chance they have to pick yeah. the people that they they want and need in that situation. Yeah, we'll look at that center in the draft coming up. But you're you're right. They've they've got answers now instead of questions. Correct. And I think that's a big, big thing. Right. You know what you do every week? You give us answers yeah, instead well, of questions. Well, I hope so. Okay? Yeah, that's what yeah. you do. Yeah, All right? We appreciate good. it, Coach. All right. As thanks. always. Campo and Joe, we appreciate you guys tuning in. 1010XL Podcast Network on YouTube or wherever you find us, and we will talk to you next week. Is Coach Campo Allen Iverson? Uh, he is he's the, the answer. He's the answer. Chief just gave you another nickname. <laughs> yeah. You are yeah. the answer. The answer man. That's right. Yeah. Dave <laughs> Allen, Dave AI Campo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy.